Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. All right, we're going to begin today with a Urban Spelunking update. This is a building that we talked about about a year ago. It is going to be called the Double Dutch, and it's a boutique small-scale hotel on Milwaukee's Lower East Side. It's on Marshall Street between Kilbourne and Wells, and it's open. It's open now. So, Bobby, you wrote about this about a year ago. I guess uh, what's what's the big news? And we're going to talk about the history as well, but um, it's it's moving forward, and it's open now. Yeah, what's kind of amazing is I just looked back and we actually did this in October. So it's not even okay. a year that they took this place that was, um, I mean, some of it was already kind of gutted. But mm-hmm. fortunately, all of the architectural details and stuff were still there, which was really nice. And they, since October, converted this into a hotel that uh, welcomed its first guests this past weekend, which is seems pretty amazing to manage to get this work done on that kind of timeline i remember when i visited it seemed like you know it seemed like there's no way <laughs> no way they're going to make this happen but they wanted to be open in time for the democratic national convention um and as a matter of fact they did it but um the intervening months did not serve up uh the kind of atmosphere i think that they had hoped or that any of us had hoped yeah yeah talk about i mean hitting hitting the deadline but then having everything change in the world around you uh, must have been uh, quite the quite the pivot for them. And this double dutch, what makes this so special is that this is inside of a a really beautiful historic home on the Lower East Side of Milwaukee. It really is a special restoration. This is definitely not like a cement building by any means. No, right. It's a beautiful 1898 brick building um, designed by Ferry and Kloss, who also did like the Milwaukee Public Library, like, you know, well-known buildings like that. So it's a beautiful house. It was, you know, built by people who had some money, had the means to to put in all sorts of like, beautiful woodwork, pocket doors, uh, stunning fireplaces, and all of that stuff, thankfully, is still there. Um, in transforming some of the rooms into private hotel rooms, they had to, they had to um, sort of permanently close some of the uh, pocket doors and things like that, but they're still there and you can still see them. Um, so they've they've done a really good job. And this project is also going to include a restaurant that's going to be run by the the same uh, owners of Snack Boys. It's going to be called The Horned Hare that opens in August. And in the meantime, guests are going to be checking in. Um, and this is, I guess, kind of unique because there's no front desk, right? It's a, a self-check-in place. So by by some um, coincidence, perhaps it was kind of already COVID ready. Yeah, when I asked what they were planning on doing, they they showed me that they're going to have a you know it's it's they said it's sort of going to be Airbnb like and that you'll get a code to come in the front door, and then there will be a tablet where you can just check in and get a code uh, to get into your room. So it's going to be a completely like uh, remote, non face to face kind of um, check in system and. What's interesting is that they had planned that all along. So fortuitously, they didn't really have to change their approach on that. Um, Because with a 17-room hotel, it doesn't make financial sense to have a fully manned sort of front desk all the time because there's just not that many people coming and going. And did the developers talk at all about having to make this change and and this, this just kind of how they're feeling with sprinting towards this deadline of the DNC and then that falling out and... Uh, continuing on and opening up and and overcoming the the hurdles. 
Yeah, when I was there last week, uh, they told me that the um, the hotel had been fully booked for the DNC, like booked in a block, the entire, like one group booked the entire place. Um, and they found out the day I visited that that was officially canceled. Um, you know, and they said that they would have tried to keep the timeline anyway, because, you know, as soon as you buy the building, the <laughs> the clock starts ticking and the, the meter starts running uh, and you're it's sort of costing you money. So they're, they're happy to turn it around as quickly as they could anyway. Um, but it turns out that turning it around in time for the ENC didn't really have to happen. Um, so they have, you know, they're, you know, they're worried about money like anybody is in that situation. But I mean, I think they, they think they're on pretty good ground and there's been some interest in, um, the first guests I said, were checking in this last weekend. Um, so they have some, people coming through and they're finishing up the work and, you know, the, the rooms are you know, like the entire hotel business. The rooms are not selling for what they would sell in a normal environment. So they're taking a little bit of a hit there too, but um, I think it'll give them time to finish up their work, give them time to get kind of all the kinks ironed out, um, get the restaurant up and running. And then, you know, like everybody else, they're hopeful that it's going to, things will turn around sometime soon. Well, these are definitely uh, if you're a fan of like uh, like the before and after photo. If that if that gets you pretty excited, there's I'm sure some really good before and after photos here um, at the Double Dutch because the the transformation was was pretty complete, pretty epic, and uh, it looks like they did a really good job inside. Yeah, they did an amazing job. It's I I went to I, I did two urban spelunking revisits this week for stories that are uh, coming up. This was one of them, uh, and the other one folks will hear about soon. But in both cases, I saw the places at their sort of absolute worst, and then I came back and I've seen them just completely transformed and just brought up to date, but also with all of the original features and all of the original beauty and craftsmanship. Uh, sort of restored and intact and it's it's been really heartening to see both those projects great well coming up next on urban spelunking we're going to talk about the history of this building um how did it get there because uh there's an interesting story there a family story and uh you know it's been there it's been there for more than a century and uh, you can really tell the craftsmanship and uh, this was this was a a very special home to this family so we're going to go inside talk more about the history next on urban spelunking Radio Milwaukee is on a mission. And if you're here to discover new perspectives on music in Milwaukee, then you're on a mission too. Join today to support the programming you love. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart. And we're back on Urban Spelunking talking about the Double Dutch. This is a brand new small-scale boutique hotel on Milwaukee's Lower East Side. And I remember, Bobby, when we were talking about this the first time back in October, we said that the development team behind this project was kind of a dream team. Yeah, it really is. It's uh, Julie Kaufman, uh, who did the tandem. I mean, she's done tons of developments, also did Sherman Phoenix. Um, Then there's also an architect named Patrick Jones, who owns Ramsey Jones Architects, um, and a contractor, um, Bratz Buildings, Andy Bratz. So it's pretty amazing because you've got basically everything covered right there in these three people. 
so they they had a, a really great uh, foundation to work with because this home is more than 100 years old and it's just gorgeous. In fact, it was built as a, a fair to call it a mansion, right? Wouldn't you say? Or, yeah. or a super yeah, ornate uh, double home. So take us back to when this was built more than 120 years ago. Who built it? And uh, talk about how they had the means to build such a nice home. Yeah, so there was these um, these siblings, Charles Keffler, who was a, an attorney, and his brother Hugo, who was in real estate, um, and their sister Frances, who had married a guy named Baumgarten, so her name was Frances Baumgarten. Um, but their dad had made his money in real estate, um, and when he died, he left them in pretty good shape. Um, and so they built this double house and the brothers lived for a while in one side and uh, Francis and her family lived in the other side. At some point, Francis and her family built the house next door, which is also still there, fortunately. Um, and they lived there. And then over time, the house just got rented out to other people. Um, and uh, after they had moved out, they, they rented the two sides as separate apartments um, because they were always separate, although there was a connector. Um, but one of the families that lived there for a while was the Annenberg family. Um, Moses Annenberg was, um, big in publishing, uh, and had built sort of a, he owned the evening Wisconsin newspaper, built sort of a newspaper empire. Um, and his son was, uh, Walter Annenberg, who, you, you know, was a this big, the guy with the foundation, right? Yeah. With a big, uh, the NPR foundation guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and so okay. then he, so he lived there as a kid. So Walter Annenberg lived there as a kid. So I thought that was really interesting. Little oh, wow. piece okay. of the story that um, nobody seemed to remember. But yeah, so it's interesting because when they built the house, they built it, it's one house, but it's built as two houses, you know, almost as like townhouses. I was going to ask, are these, are these double houses kind of rare? They're, they're fairly rare, but you do see them. They're not completely, um, sometimes they build them next to each other, like connected, but they look like very different. There's some on um, that that we wrote about next to the Lion House, um, on Prospect, like over on Prospect. And, oh yeah, yeah, and definitely. Street. Um, and in that case, it's two connected houses, but from outside they look completely different. So they almost look like they're just two houses up against one another when actually they are in the same building. Um, but this one from the outside looks the same. Like from the outside, you'd think it's just one big mansion, um, but there are actually two separate entrances on the porch, and the layouts are different on each side. Um, like one of them, when you come in the, on the left side, when you come in the, the big staircase up to the second floor is right there in front of you. But on the right side, you actually enter into, um, sort of a, a foyer. And then you have to go into what looks almost like a dining room to find the steps to go upstairs. It's so they're very different layouts and obviously they, um, design them probably to their own desires and specifications on the inside, you know, like maybe the Baumgartens wanted one sort of thing and the Keffler boys wanted another sort of thing. Um, but it's interesting because they did have connectors. So they, you know, they were completely separate, but uh, they could pass back and forth when they felt the need or desire. So if they're having a, like a big dinner party or a holiday, I can, I can just picture like holidays at the uh, Baumgartens, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the whole house open up and uh, must've been quite the, quite the life. Yeah, I imagine. It's it's interesting that um, over the years it became, it was converted into office space for a long time. Uh, there were there was a law firm in there for a while. Uh, John Norquist had his uh, campaign office in there at one point. 
when he was running for mayor. Um, and then interestingly in the, um, eighties, there was a plan to turn it into something called the Yankee Hill Inn. So it's sort of, uh, Oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember that. It's come back. So the, you know, that idea never really happened. Um, but there were plans drawn for it and everything. Um, but it never ended up getting built out. So Double Dutch really is just sort of a revisiting of this idea that had been floated once before. Um, but they did, they've done such a, such a good job. It looks really nice. And the Double Dutch is open now. The The next chapter in this building, uh, the, the Keffler Baumgarten Mansion on Milwaukee's Lower East Side, now home to this really interesting boutique, small-scale hotel. You can go inside and see lots of pictures and uh, tons of tons of tons more history and much more information about the Double Dutch at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcast. Podcasts on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from On Milwaukee and, of course, your membership. You can subscribe to this podcast and all of 88.9's podcasts at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcasts or anywhere else that you find your podcasts. On Milwaukee's Bobby Tentil. Thanks. Thank you, Nate.